4: Found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSN, the sports betting network.
5: Hour number two of primetime action, live from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin, the eve of baseball—yes, the opening of the baseball season—but also the eve of the 86th Masters. Oh my goodness! Is your your excitement level palpable at this point? I cannot wait. It's it's yeah, it's pretty much up there. Um, I thought you know, like this week, like all morning, every morning. Uh, it's almost like two hours wall-to-wall of Masters, and you think by Wednesday, by the end of Wednesday, you'd get tired of it. I am not tired of it at all. No, 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 no.
6: At None. all. Oh, I'm ready for it to start. I- I'm tired. I'm a little tired of looking at numbers and stats
5: and everything like that, Matt. I don't know about you. I'm ready for it to start by now. That's for sure. All right, well, can we talk to David Barnett first before we uh before we get in all that? Let's talk to David Barnett. David Barnett, co-founder of Tour Junkies. You can follow him on Twitter, at Tour Junkies. Uh, welcome, David. Great to talk to you, man. How are you?
7: What's up, boys? Gil, thanks for having me. Matt Brown. Um, always been a big fan of Matt. We've, we go way back, we do, and I'm excited about Masters.
8: DB, you didn't, you, you didn't want to join us via video, huh? You didn't want us to see <laughs> that pretty face of yours? We're getting phone here.
7: <laughs> well, you know, man, uh, it's been a wild week. As you know, I'm, I'm based out of Augusta. Uh, it has been chaotic, and I was not sure if I'd be able to, to, to put this beautiful face up there with you boys because of my schedule. So here we are. I'm doing the very best I can. It's been a wild week.
5: When you say you're based in Augusta, based in Augusta this week, or do you live in Augusta?
7: No, I live in Augusta, born and raised. Wow. I had the Augusta National Women's Amateur last week, been all over the course this past weekend and uh, yesterday as well. Um, But yeah, live live right here, you know, a few miles from the Augusta National.
5: And have you played the course before in your life?
7: I've played it twice. I was a caddy at the National in 2007 and 2008 in college, and I, I got to play two caddy days.
5: Wow, very nice. Okay, so yeah. special insight that you have here.
8: Yeah. DB, since you're on the ground there, I mean, what's, what's, the, what's the weather like? I mean, I know that was the big story here <laughs> here today, and, I mean, it, what's the forecast? How long is this going to last? And, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be wet for sure. I mean, it's going to make this course that's already longer play extremely long, right?
7: Yeah, man, I'm looking out the window. The animals are lining up two by two right now <laughs> heading to the arc. It's freaking, it's pissing down out here, and it has been for a while. Um, so there's a lot of thoughts going back and forth. I see on Twitter and other other forums about the weather. The thing about Augusta National is, um, you know, if there's any course that can overcome, you know, a downpour like what we're having right now It's Augusta, they have the sub air systems under every green, but they also have them under a lot of the fairway parts of the fairways out there. So they will be you know, flipping the switch and drying those bad boys out as much as possible. I know that Augusta National wants the, the golf course to play firm and fast. That's what they want every single year. They don't want it to play soft. They hate playing lift clean in place. So the, I, I still would bet you that by tomorrow morning it's going to be, you know, you're playing the ball down. Nobody's going to be able to clean their ball off in the fairway. Mud balls, whether you get it or you don't, that's golf. Uh, They're going to want this place to play dry, and they're going to start drying it out tomorrow as soon as the rain is out of here. So I think by Friday afternoon, especially with all the wind coming, too, I think by Friday afternoon and beyond, it's going to play firm and fast by the time we get to the weekend. Tomorrow could be softer. Yes, longer. Um, The green's a little more receptive, but they're still firm. Um, It's going to be interesting. It's going to be cool, too, like cool temperatures. I think think we're going to see a winning score. I don't know what the latest over-under projections are on that. You guys could probably tell me they're decent, but I, I was just talking to uh, another contributor here at the Tour Junkies, Garrett Simmons, and I think winning score could be like five to seven under, or maybe even worse this year. I think we're going to see some carnage.
5: Let's start with the Tiger question. Where do you stand on Tiger yeah. Woods?
7: Uh, I can't believe he's playing, I'll tell you that, Um it's just amazing. And I you know, I believe every word he says. We, we watch this press conference. Everybody sees the clips, and, you know, they ask him, you know, would you be here if he didn't think he could play? And the answer is, that, or he doesn't think he could win, and his answer is, yeah, I think I can win. I believe I can win. He even said in his press conference, he said, I'm not worried about the golf. He said, I'm not worried about how I hit it. I'm not worried about any of that. Like, he feels as confident as ever in how he's hitting it. All, he, all he's thinking about is, can I walk the golf course for four days? And it sounds like he can't. So – you know, are we going to bet against him after 2019? I don't think I can. Like, I don't know that I want to pull the trigger on the outright number because, I, you know, I think there's a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the books know the public wants to fire on Tiger Woods. So the number may not be the real number, but, uh, I mean, a make the cut number or some head-to-head action or whatever else you want, DFS, help yourself. Yeah.
8: David, what uh what type of golfer when you were kind of starting to put your card together this week, were you were you looking at? I mean, obviously we know course history here is so incredibly important, but we have some really impressive debutants that are coming in, namely Sam Burns and yeah. he were to win. I'm going to go on vacation and I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks if he's if he's <laughs> able to take this thing down, but um you know, what what type of what type of guy is your guy for for your card this week?
7: By the way, speak, before I get into that, you, you, I heard your boy Sam Burns beat, uh, every, won every match against Scotty Scheffler this week in practice round, the world number one oh, on Augusta. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think obviously Augusta gives an edge to length. It, it typically does and uh, will continue to do so. But that doesn't mean that shorter hitters, but, but guys that have good wedge play, guys that have good long irons, um, You know, can still have success here. You know, guys like Brian Harmon, Webb Simpson have had success here uh, as shorter hitters. But predominantly, I'm looking at guys with some pop in the bat. There's a lot of a lot of golf shots hit at plus one. You know, 175 yards or longer on this golf course. So, and you got to hit these greens. So it's a strokes gained approach, greens and red game, and then it's it's around the green. You know, if, if you think about like Sergio Garcia, you think about Hideki Matsuyama, two guys that. It took them forever to kind of win their first Masters. And a lot of people go like, wow, those guys can't putt. You know, their team no-putt. How in the world did they win the Masters? But it's like, those are premier ball strikers, and they're such good ball strikers that you don't understand how good they are statistically around the green, and they have been for a long time. Another guy like that, and this is a surprise that was on my betting card tonight, is a guy named Tony Finau, who has not been playing great lately. He's not. He's, he's, He's not looked like himself but he has an incredible record at Augusta. He's a long hitter, a lot of greens in regulation, can score on the par fives, and he has a very underrated short game around the greens. Like Sergio and Hideki, he tends to not be able to putt very well, but he flashed a little ball striking form just last week at the Valero Texas Open. It was good to see the Irons kind of come back for Tony, and we've also seen that you don't have to be in amazing form when you come into Augusta. You just, you know, that, that like you said, Matt, the course history, could definitely make up for, um, you know, and the knowledge and experience around Augusta can make up for a lot. All in all, with the weather this week, I think you're also going to want a grinder. You're going to want a guy who can be patient, a guy who can avoid bogeys, get up and down because everybody's missing greens this week. With these winds, uh, these conditions, you, you need guys that can grind it out. Your Jordan Spieth, your Cam Smith, your Matt Fitzpatrick, your Shane Lowry. Those kind of guys are awesome. some names that I think of that I like a lot.
5: It's funny you mentioned Tony Finau when I was watching him play in the par three today before the weather set in. I had that thought in my head, too. I'm like, I've heard not one person say Tony Finau. In fact, when people, if, if, if people do say the words Tony and Finau, it sort of elicits a collective groan. So that's interesting that yeah. you, you would bring him up. Uh, answer your your earlier... He just
7: played so bad. What's that? He's just been playing so bad. He's not yeah. he's not been the same Tony Finau since the playoffs last year, but... He showed some promise last week at Valero.
5: Your earl- your earlier question, David, about uh, what's the what's the the number on the full course? The tournament winning score at DraftKings yeah. is two seventy eight and a half, which means nine and a half un- nine and a half is basically what it is, if my math is correct on that. With the o- uh-huh. yeah, so the over slightly juiced, so meaning a little worse than nine and a half, slightly juiced.
7: Hmm. I mean, I uh, I don't know. I, I'm definitely not as smart as. As the books, but to me this feels like this feels like you take the under there. The other thing that some people are talking about, some of the caddies have been talking about, is we're getting a west wind tomorrow and Friday for sure, which is a unique wind to Augusta National. It's going to make 13 and 15 play into the wind, make it more difficult, um, and it may mean that your it, it may mean that it puts wedges in almost everybody's hands uh, because it may make these longer hitters think. Think twice about going for it in two. So you may see more layups. You may see uh, less eagles or, or, you know, tap in birdies from some of the, the big hitters. Uh, the west wind is a unique wind. Uh, it's going to do some weird things, especially on the back nine. Uh, I just think the course is going to play tough, tougher than what uh, than maybe a nine and a half.
8: All right, Dave, we've got about two minutes, so let's get your, get your betting card. Who are you on kind of at the top of the board, and who are some of your longer shots?
7: Um, All right, top of the board, I'm still a believer, I'm very much a believer that all of this that we've been talking about plays into Jordan Spieth's hands yet again. And uh, another guy that flashed some form last week at Valero, ball striking form, and just quietly had a really good weekend, and the Irons and off the tee game was there, it it was Jordan, and not really many people talking about it. I I like the number, I like the value on Jordan, uh, at around 22-1 to or something, I think, still. I uh, like that. I saw uh, you guys tweeted out the the, the bet and handle percentage, uh, and I noticed Patrick Cantlay up there. Cantlay's been a really attractive number at 25-1 to 1 all week. And I'm a little surprised the number hasn't moved, but I still love Cantlay at 25-1, to 1, one of the best ball strikers in the win. And he was leading this golf tournament in 2019 when he walked off of the 16th green or, or onto the 16th tee um, in 2019 when Tiger won. So I like Cantlay up there at the top. Um, and then I love to pound the middle. I mean, I love Shane Lowry at 40 to 1 on DraftKings, for example. Fitzpatrick, Mark Leishman, a couple of grinders that have played really well here. Fitzpatrick's never missed a cut here, and he's been playing extremely well. I already mentioned Finao at 60 to 1. Uh, getting a little longer, uh, two names. Siwoo Kim is at 90 to 1 right now on DraftKings. He's gone down from about 110 to 1. But Siwoo plays great here, good scrambler, um, grinder. Love Wu. And then finally, Jason Kokrak would be probably the one like triple-digit bomb that I'd look at it plus, uh, I think he's uh, 130 to 1 right
5: now. All right. David Barnett from Tour Junkies at Tour underscore Junkies on Twitter and the Tour Junkies podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys. All the best. You, too, enjoy the Masters. We will talk about our own Masters bets later on in the show. We'll also do our one and done and our Masters draft. Looking forward to that. We'll update all the scores next. Beeson's primetime action.
0: Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
7: You are looking live at primetime action
4: with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken. Do it now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. Twenty-one and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Brooklyn trails the Knicks by seven to begin the uh, second quarter. The Knicks on a thirteen to nothing run. Still, obviously, very early, but uh, Brooklyn does not want to mess around and lose these games and fall back to another 9-10 situation. What, what, what are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah, That wouldn't be good. Kelly, let's update everything.
6: Yeah, that uh, numbers on that game right now, as the Knicks are about to score on this possession, I guarantee it, because it's 34-25 to over at DraftKings. Nets one-and-a-half point live favorites still, and the total 226-and-a-half. Mavericks on top of the Pistons right now, 65-58. Uh, that game at half. Mavericks, eight and a half point live favorites, 230 and a half. The live total. And then over on the ice, we got a couple games in action. Uh, Let's see. As we're loading up, Capitals on top of the Lightning, 2-1. Five minutes left in the first period. Capitals, minus 170. Lightning, plus 130. Live total set at 8. Red Wings and Jets coming down to the end of the first period. 130 left there. It is scoreless. Uh, Live money line off the board. Total right now set at 5. Juice to the under uh, at minus 140. And then the Kraken and the blues have just begun. Zero
8: zero five minutes. That's impossible. That <laughs> it's not It's just not possible. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I just don't think that that's possible. Yeah. That, well. that, that, that they have not been scored on yet. So let's just uh, go there. So guys, we uh, whenever stuff comes out that that uh, makes us put a bet in, mm-hmm. figure I'd go ahead and go ahead and share this one before things, you know, maybe some, some buzz starts going and moving some numbers here. We talked about this last week, kind of foreshadowed this a little bit that Derek Stingley was going to be doing his pro day mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, And not only did he do what we thought he would, I mean, he ran a four, three, seven, he had a, he had a vertical leap of 38 and inches, like, you know, everything he was, you know, He's 6 foot 190 pounds ran a 4.37 and had one of the most phenomenal rookie, I mean phenomenal freshman seasons we've ever seen from a player in the history of college football. And so you can get plus 275 for him to be the first cornerback taken and I understand it's still not likely. I know people have fallen in love with Sauce Gardner but
5: Sauce has fallen in love with Sauce.
8: But but the thing is is you're getting nearly 3 to 1 and there's still a month for people to go back and and look at that tape from I, his freshman year at I like LSU. It. I like this bet. And and, four, four, three, seven, 38 and a half jump did all the stuff that everybody was you know all the stuff that everybody was looking for. Said in the interview, he was just like, I was just banged up the last couple. Of, you know, he's like, I was just banged up. It, it, it is what it is. Like I'm back to me. I'm 100 percent healthy now. And um, I think that there's a chance somebody could kind of fall back. And this is a guy that. After if he'd have left after his freshman year at LSU, if he could have, if mm-hmm. he would have been able to do that, yeah. he'd have been a top three pick in the draft. Like that's how, that's how highly regarded he was amongst everybody. And then, you know, you get a couple of injury plague seasons and now uh people are wondering about all that stuff. So yeah, I went ahead and put in the plus two seventy-five on first first cornerback taken. Nice and call. it's one of those deals where look, it's not likely to to cash, but I'm getting nearly three to one, right? So I just need this to happen one you know, one every three times and uh, I think there's a I think there might be a team that starts to look around and go yeah but the upside on that guy Yo, is man.
5: ridiculous. I think that's a great bet. By the way the a Knicks 19 to nothing run was just broken up by a Kyrie 3. <laughs> <laughs> just, man. Yeah, just broken up. Better.
6: Yeah, I feel like uh I mean a lot of the tweets I saw from guys covering the uh that today too Matt it was like those guys acting like he's putting up these numbers and then it doesn't even look like he's
8: trying very hard
6: it, like kind of just going through the motions out there. So yeah, I don't that was one that caught my eye today. For, Where'd for you sure, see that bet, by the way.
8: It's a DraftKings. It's a DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mhm. It's a, it's a DraftKings. So um definitely something to to consider anyway cuz again, we're 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 out of we're out far enough now that the number didn't hadn't moved yet because there hadn't been this kind of you know buzz and things and stuff going on with all that but you know the, the closer we get over the next couple of weeks and there's going to be I promise you there's going to be an insider who says uh, this 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 team this team this team and this team all like yeah. stingly better and all know? it
5: takes is that yeah
8: and then as soon as they do that then the number's going to be gone so say uh, how many draft uh, props have you seen here in Vegas so far. No, not a lot.
6: Still to zero. Billy zero. Hill, No, Billy Hill
8: put up. So I told you, remember they, they threw a. Oh. They threw a. I saw uh, a
6: number one overall pick. They threw. No,
8: they threw a wad in 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 the thing. The like on Monday. Like draft week. positions. They threw a
6: what? Draft positions. Like
8: I haven't I haven't seen many.
5: Am I? Am I? Well, you know, because it's going to be I here tripping? in Las Vegas, and so people were saying there's going
8: to be a lot more this year. Hold on, am I in Las Vegas? Did did did, did I not? Or yeah. Kelly? Or did you miss? Did you miss? Oh no, yeah. No, I'm not. I never said I did First oh, pick, yeah. first corner, third pick, fourth pick. You can fourth pick in the draft. All right, there you go, Billy Hill, there you go. offensive well, lineman, right, first quarterback, turn. first running back, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Let so. me tell you, shout out to William Hill. Yeah.
5: Who, uh, me and them have had our differences over the years, but you know they're under new management, and we they take bets, man. We, and they, they put up bets. We made a forty-six thousand dollar bet on Shohei Otani to win MVP. Jason Weingarten and crew. And uh, they'll take money. So, good on them. Good on Billy Hill.
8: They actually have a plus 280 on one. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, somebody, like, somebody overlooked them. I'm like, well, hmm. look at that. I think hmm. that one must have gotten added today, because I didn't see that one the other day. Hmm. But they're, they're they're populating their their menu, which, you know, thank you. Thank you is all I can say.
5: Again, for those who missed it, eight different teams were sure on this night, right, Kelly? Eight different teams have two picks in the first round of the NFL draft. Yep. Not making that up. Eight. Eight of them. A quarter of the league, which means a quarter of the league does not have a pick in this year's first round of the NFL draft. It's just an incredible. The, the previous record was six teams with more than one pick in the first round of the NFL draft. But uh, a full quarter of the league has it as of this moment anyway. Um, and those teams, again, for those uh, scoring at home— and uh, their actual picks are the Lions at 2 and 32, the Texans at 3 and 13, the Giants at 5 and 7, the Jets at 4 and 10, the Eagles at 15 and 18, the Saints at 16 and 19, the Chiefs at 29 and 30 and the Packers at 22 and 28. It's unbelievable.
6: It really is. I, the, you know, the one the one that I was hearing reports on and this is, you know, finances and all these leagues being different. But the, the, one of, you know, one of the big reasons they want, uh, uh, that the they were, Eagles wanted to make that trade with the Saints was was the carrying the three first-rounder payroll together because they had three first-round picks at the time, right? Makes sense. It's just the finances of how it would work out at the end of in year two, year three, how it hits you all at the same time with three first-rounders on your roster. Well, and, you know what,
5: so, and you know what that brings to mind? That every team should have called them. Right, that's right? right. Yeah. exactly.
6: That's kind of what I thought, and right. then it's and then it's one of those. So I guess if they feel that way, you would assume a lot of teams feel that way. So I don't know if we're going to see more teams adding more first round draft picks that already have two, like the eight teams that do. But you would think a lot of the maybe those teams that have two are already looking to shed off one and maybe if the right offer comes around, you know.
5: The Nets do know that they need to win this game, right? Knicks by thirteen. I think they think. 31 thirty-one, seven 0 one left in the second quarter. Knicks rolling them. Plenty of time though. I like that bet. I even like it better at William Hill.
8: I, I, <laughs> I like so it my, better there too. I, so like my, it, I like it so much <laughs> at William Hill that I, I decided to, to put it to, take to some, add on to
5: it. There. I'll take some of this uh, tennis money and throw into a little uh, Derek Stingley Jr. And yeah, pick, I, I think I have one more base. We, we'll, we'll show our baseball futures bets later. I think there's one more I want to make before tomorrow. I just wanted to
6: confirm this, too, but, you, you know, the, the, the Knicks doing this without Randall, and without Mitchell Robinson, too. Like, those guys have been, I think they've been shut down for the year. randall has been shut down for the year. Yeah, so much should,
5: should say back to Adam Silver. Well, this, some of these teams play better without all these players. <laughs> yeah. are, you sure you, are you sure you want to complain about it? Knicks outscoring the Nets 15-6 uh, to six here in the second quarter. A 19 nothing run is part of their run in this game. Uh, part of their uh, success, I should say, in this game um we will talk about our baseball future so we have a lot to get to here the rest of the way because we got to get our baseball futures in We want to talk full masters all of our bets on the masters still to come tonight in the second half of the show uh we'll talk to john legaza from uh the athletic who covers mlb get his final thoughts on the baseball season and of course i buried the headline on the master stuff we have a massive one and done to get to tonight Kelly Bidlin's got to make up some ground, doesn't Kelly Bidlin? Let's you were, go. You already called your shot, though, on that, right? JT locked in, ready to go. We should both pick JT, too, and just eliminate and just, the Masters. And just, just cancel. Yeah, this
6: is why we got to get back to that later. This is why I get to pick last for balance, because you guys could always box me out if you wanted to. Oh, I
5: That's see.
6: That's what you weren't getting last week. We should, also, we should Whoa, Was I should, not getting that? Secret sorry. Ballot,
8: <laughs> we should secret ballot to Wyatt.
5: I mean, you could easily do that too. Do you know Wyatt texted me all of my picks today instead of emailing it to me because he knows I, I wasn't it, gonna check it, it out. It was a big deal downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> I told him to. I was like, text him to Texas McGill. He's never I gonna. See like, it Thank you, Wyatt. Was that so? Was that so <laughs> difficult? I didn't say that part, but that's what I was thinking. That I see. All right, we'll come back and uh, we will review all of our MLB season long bets next, right here on Veasan's Primetime Action.
4: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon, made brighter, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. It is Visa's Prime Time action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Come down and see us, why don't you? And then, you know, bang on the window behind us and get Kelly all riled up, and then Kelly will
8: have to bounce you out of the studio. It's the whole thing that we do here. I'm going to make one of the bets they, they've got here. I Are just you? found one. At the South Point? Yeah, I did. What'd you do? I just found one. I'm going to play Tiger Woods over Patrick Reed at plus 160. Wow. There you go. Wait, oh, this, is a, this is a, one, Patrick Reed is in horrible form, and two, I hate him so much that, like, <laughs> that I'm getting coming. plus 160 to bet against him. That is, like, going to be the best feeling
5: ever. Somehow I knew that was coming. And I hate him.
8: <laughs> who doesn't?
5: Real. i really, for real. Who doesn't? Do you know anybody who's like, I mean, I'm such a Patrick Reed fan?
6: God, no. I love
7: Patrick no, Reed. No, nobody. There's no nobody. one says, no one that. One says yeah, that. Gil
6: had to say something. no, no I got two lingerers outside the studio. I got oh, so to yeah, keep, keep an eye on him. Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on him.
5: Lingerers. Lingerers. I prefer lurkers to lingers. We always
8: enjoy it. I just so I just need some lurkers come come Saturday. Lurkers on the on the golf course. Yeah, I mean. lurkers I just... on
5: the leaderboard. I am more pumped for this Masters than almost every. I'm pumped this much every year. Can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, we'll get to our Masters thoughts, but first, all of our baseball picks heading in to the beginning of the Major League Baseball season tomorrow. Matt, you go first, man.
8: Yeah, let's do it. So. I'm pretty high on the Mariners, probably higher than most. I have a two-win the World Series at forty to one. I have a to win the American League at nineteen to one. I have a two-win the AL West at five to one. And I have a Mariners to make the playoffs yes at plus one sixty. As we have talked about during our previews of all of the divisions, do remember that it is an extended playoff this year. So this Seattle Mariners team not only did they add a bunch of bats, they had some good bats in the first place. They added a couple of arms, as well, and then you're also playing in a division where you are getting one team that is absolutely punting on the season. So you you kind of get some some free wins along the way there. So I I just I think the upside for this for this Mariners team is is really high. So I, I played them really up and down the board. Blue Jays also super high on them. World Series, American League, and AL East on that team as well. The Brewers, I think, is probably my favorite two bets on this because they are, I think, the head and shoulders, the team in that division. I mean, they. I think it would take multiple injuries for them not to win that division. So I have them to win the Central and over 88.5 wins, minus 125 on the win the Central. That's a janky division. Yeah, and then over on 88.5. Wins. I did take Olsen to hit the most home runs at 22 to 1. I took Chris Bryant to hit the most home runs at 30 to 1. Olsen, it's a really, really beneficial park shift to him to go over to uh, Atlanta. And now, at least twice this season, he's going to, you know, he's probably going to dodge. Going up against (laughs) Dodge, going up against Jacob Degrom as well, so that certainly doesn't hurt when uh, you get a couple of chances at some other guys to uh, try to hit home runs off of. I also took the Phillies to win the NL East after the the Degrom news. Listen, I wasn't really bought in and sold on this Mets team as it was anyway, and then. That news came down. Now I feel like it's a lot more kind of Phillies and Braves than it is Mets and Mets and Braves. And you know, I know, I know what you're saying. You're saying, like, dude, you're acting like the guy's gonna be out for the whole season. Dude, no, you're I'm not. Like he's be out for the whole season. I'm not. I'm acting like if you're the Mets, you better be very careful with this guy because he's again, he's only 33. We have seen guys pitch well into their late 30s and still have a ton of success. You don't want to ruin this guy. I can only imagine they're going to be super cautious. So I went ahead and did play the Phillies at four to one to win the NL East. I texted Kelly because I couldn't couldn't get the app to open properly earlier. I did take three. Um, <laughs> I did take three moments in <laughs> Vegas gambling. Yeah, I did take three. Uh, Cy Young best. We were sitting in here because remember that news came through that night we were on air that he. That he was dealing with an issue. This yes. was before the whole. They, they, yes. they were going to send him for an MRI, and we even said on the show, like, "Hey, look, if you want to get in on these these Cy Young in the NL, this would be the time to do it because if something comes down on Degrom, then these numbers are going to plummet." So I did go in and, and get in on a few names that I just think have had some pretty decent upside. We talked about Brandon Woodruff already when we did the Brewers preview. I Got him at sixteen to one. I think he's sitting more like twelve to one now. Um, he was just a he had pr- terrific stats and peripherals and advanced everything last year. The only thing he didn't have was wins. And while wins have been devalued, he was 9-10. and He was had a losing record. So (laughs) it's probably going to be a stretch for them to give him or even have him in in Cy Young consideration. Uh, I also took Yu Darvish as a long shot at, I think it was 30 30 or 33 or something like that to 1 or whatever. And then I also took... uh, I also took one... uh, Oh, I took Sandy Alcantara at 25-1 to as well. Okay. So typically... I do a lot of
5: season wins. I, uh, in the history of VEASAN, and even before that on the Beating the Book podcast, Betting Dork before that, have always uh, made hay on season wins. It's really been a great thing for me throughout the years. But uh, here's the deal. I do uh, I do two shows a day, plus a, plus a podcast, and I didn't really have time to do the requisite amount of deep dive into teams for to do season wins. I just didn't feel like uh, I could you know, do that in good standing, or at least what I believe requires to do uh, bets on those. So I'm going to play season wins and futures in season. Season wins wins where there are adjusted markets in season, and sometimes those are really awesome to bet into. But I did a bunch of awards. I did a bunch of player props. The awards are as follows, and I have a bunch of them. In the National League, I got Ronald Acuna Jr., not even at the best price, 6-1. to one. That's the old, I just want to bet this and have it in my account. Wake me up in September, and we'll talk if I'm happy with that bet. Also have a, a stray Manny Machado, 50-1. to one. Now I look at that, and I'm like, why did I do that? Uh, NL MVP, Cody Bellinger. 100 to 1, love the price. He has been horrific in spring training. <laughs> so that's fun. Fernando Tatis Jr is all about the price at 300 to yeah. 1. He's going to miss 3 months. 300 to 1's ridiculous. So I got that. And then of course, Jacob DeGrom to win the NL Cy Young 4 to 1, like the Acuña bet on the top. I just wanted to get it. And now we know about DeGrom's injury. So all of those bets that I just mentioned, those top five, yeah, I'm not really happy with any of them currently, to be well, honest you know,
8: with you. The, the Tatis one, though, at that number, yes. Like I was, I'm looking at some of these, you know, steamer and zips projections and things like that. Like even with him, if he does miss the minimum amount, which we could hope if we're trying to cash it through into one, but if he misses the minimum amount, some of them still have him hitting like. 41 home runs, yeah. right? Like, you know, like, even so if he misses the minimum atta- amount. So, I mean, like, having a 300 to 1, I think is a fantastic number to have well, in, the, in the account.
5: There's a reason why I got it. Mm-hmm. So, we, we will see. Now, these are all I'm, I'm pumped about. Corey Seeger to win AL MVP. I can't quit Corey Seeger. It's all about contact rate, it's all about barreling up. Got him to win AL MVP 25 to 1. Also, have a Kyle Tucker to win AL MVP at 40 to 1. I have the most outlay on any bet on Shohei to win AL MVP. Four to one. That is a large wager at four to one. If he's 80% of what he did last year, he ought to be the MVP again. Also happened to win Cy Young at both 40 to one and 30 to one. Oh, there's more. If we flip the page, I got more. Chris, these are the ones that I love the most of all of my bets. We just happen to have them on one page. It's like we planned it, but we didn't. Chris Bryant to have the most RBI in Major League Baseball. He is, by the way, that's 75 to 1, not 25 to 1. So, again, all of these numbers are a little janky here. I have Chris Bryant at 75 to 1 to have the most RBI. He's at Coors Field. It has the widest dimensions of any ballpark in baseball. It's not about the homers there, it's about doubles and triples. 75 to 1 on Chris Bryant to have most RBI. I love that one. Freddie Freeman to have most RBI at 30 to 1, not 40 to 1. Not quite as good as that number. Um, that one I'm pumped about, obviously. Freddie Freeman now in the middle of that powerful Dodgers lineup. Seager to hit most home runs because, again, I can't quit Corey Seager. He's with the Rangers now, both at 200 to 1 and 100 to 1, all about the price. And then my guy, Randall Grichik, also at Coors to hit the most home runs, about the number 250 to 1. I do think I may add one more tonight. I'm thinking about it. I won't say it unless I do it, uh, but it also has to be an MVP. And that's it, I promise. After that, I'm not betting anymore. Jelly Bidland, do you have any baseball bets? Oh, I
6: do. I got two. What do you got? I got two. I played the whole Toronto angle, Blue Jay, with, with the, the vaccination, non-vax players that we've uh, heard about. So uh, this was kind of a vascur- post-Vascursion interview uh, bet. Played the over 90 and a half wins on the Blue Jays. And the Dodgers, uh, as soon as uh, old Freddie Freeman came aboard, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bet the Dodgers probably at some point this season. Anyways, let me get started on that right now. Plus 380 to
5: win the NL and 7-1 to win the World Series. All right. You get involved in a little baseball. Yeah. What you
6: do? You you won't see a ton from me, but every now and then, uh, yeah. You know. Next thing you know, maybe we'll be betting tennis. Uh, who knows? I mean, I'd definitely bet more tennis than baseball. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right,
5: well. Blues
8: one, Kraken zero. There you go. You get some kind of pleasure out of that. Take them down.
5: Nick's by, s- by 17. Again, the, the Nets do know they should win this, right? And that they're supposed to win that they sh- really ought to and would want to. Or they're falling into another 9-10 situation. People think this team's going to win the NBA championship? Really? I'm going to step out on a limb right now. This team's not winning the NBA championship. No, I'm with you. On a team that Matt loves, that he happens to love as well. Stolen base prop, other things in baseball. That's next.
0: Beeson's primetime action. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet
7: Time action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v
4: the Sports Betting Network.
5: Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only... $19. $19. Our all digital MLB guide at vsin.com is available now. Adam Burke with futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingartens' MLB futures, bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to Vsin through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at slash spring. That's $19, American. Uh, one tweet I want to read here, uh, Kelly. This yeah. is from uh, Show Me Your Brits. He said, "I think Kelly Bidlin had his uh, five-hour energy today. I've enjoyed the mistake-free content." Hey, man, it was it was a it was a bumpy
6: day on Monday. All right, <laughs> a lot of Masters prep going on. Okay, uh, we we we've, we found our stride.
5: This listen, week. show me your Brits. The night is young.
8: That's right. Yeah, plenty of mistakes. Plenty still to of mistakes to, to come.
6: Oh yeah, we, I might our, I might recommend another Adam Hadwin bet for the Masters. Hour
8: hour fifteen <laughs> minutes.
6: We
5: could cram in a whole. lot <laughs> Kelly's putting everything on Jason Day and Adam Hadwin <laughs> for the Masters. Uh, let's talk some more Major League Baseball, because it is, of course, in addition to the Masters tomorrow, the opening day of Major League Baseball, despite the fact that there's two postponements already. Uh, we bring in from The Athletic, John the First time on the show. How are you doing, John?
4: Well, I'm telling you, it's really surreal to be here. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for having me. You know? uh, we're going to have some fun, man. Let's make a few bucks while we're at it. too. Yeah,
5: like, why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Uh, let, let's start with, because uh, I teased this before the break, you do have a thought on the stolen bases market that's still available yes. to many.
4: Yes, and this is is a great one because future markets, you know, they they move a lot as far as the pricing goes in particular. So right now, like you said, we're, we're a day away from opening day. This is the worst time to get futures bets, except for this one right here. Six players stole 30 bases last year in the major leagues, just six of them. The player I'm circling, to do it again, is 25 to 1. And that's Miles Straw on the Cleveland Guardians. One of those six players I mentioned that stole 30 bases, Tommy Edmond with the Cardinals, is now batting ninth. And you know you need the plate appearances, you need the opportunities to maximize those stolen bases. So I don't think Edmund should even really be up there. Miles Straw now, one of five or six guys that could lead the league at 25 to 1. He has Elite on base skills. He has elite disciplinary metrics. He has elite center field defense. And hey, sometimes it helps to be on a bad team. He doesn't have any competition for those plate appearances. He's been batting first all year, getting on base at a thirty-five percent clip. I, I think he's a really strong pop for forty bases or more. This line should be four or five, maybe six to one, not twenty-five to one. I already have a ton of wood laid on this one.
8: John, I want to, I want to, this is just going to be music to my ears as you tell me why you like the Mariners. (laughs) I have the Mariners bet every which way you can possibly have the Mariners bet. So I am looking forward to you uh, telling me why you like the Mariners as well.
4: Well, listen, there are a few things. First of all, and something you guys talk about a lot is market perception and the subsequent effects of that. The, the public, you know, and all the new people coming into the market are not really hip to the Mariners. They see the jerseys, right? They'd rather bet on pinstripes than bet on the Mariners. Get with the Mariners. They excel at all phases of the game. They have strong starting pitching. They have a good offense, and they have a light-out bullpen. That is how you win, and we've opened up the playoff structure to allow more teams in. Man, the Mariners are one of the best players New teams right the one of the teams that I believe we will see enter that kind of pantheon of the really good teams that we're talking about perennial playoff teams here and maybe most importantly when betting on futures maybe more so than anything is. What is the trajectory of the team in the eyes of the front office? Will the team be adding or subtracting at the break? We know the Mariners are going to add. And the reason I say that is I got stung with the Marlins last year. And, you know, the, the tip for everyone is be careful betting on really bad teams because the Marlins were out to a good start. And then guess what? wasn't as good as they thought, and they ended up selling off Staling Marte, and there went that win total. So get with teams that have the right trajectory and front offices that are looking to build into the future. I think that Mariners' win total is like a win or two short. I think the division price is beautiful. I'm on them to make the playoffs, and once they get in, I don't know, people are not buying Cy Young, Robbie Ray. Well, I am. So I think the Mariners can really do it, man. They could go all the way this year. Go all the way? Wow. Okay. It's possible. Once you get into the small set, pitching and bullpins take over. It's Steckenrider. It's Swall. They're going to have Giles back. That bullpen is intense. They are very good. And when you get into a three- or five-game series, each one of those names shrinks the game by an inning. Now all Ray has got to do is get you through six. Then those other three guys are going to get you to nine. And before you know it, it doesn't seem like that of a cry to get the three wins
5: expanded playoffs of course this year as well we're yeah, talk- exactly. we're talking to john legesa from the athletic you can follow him on twitter at mlb moving average that's avg on the average part of that uh if the mariners are a team that the average fan might not be thinking about as a potential postseason team what is a team that is largely you know conventional wisdom thinks they're one of baseball's elite that you are not buying this year
4: How about this? I'm going to give you a team that I'm not buying, but I'm also going to give you a way to make some money on it anyway. It's the Milwaukee Brewers. They are outside of the Dodgers. They are the heaviest favorite to win any division, and I believe that makes a lot of sense. That division is kind of weak, and the Brewers, again, excel at all three phases. They have the three strongest starting pitchers in the game and then two of the best relievers, apples to apples, in the major leagues. Okay, that's reflected in the division price. I would never tell anyone to lock up minus 165 juice for six months. That's not how you succeed in this business. However, I don't believe that that price is congruent, let's say, with the World Series price. The Brewers are priced at like 18 or 19 to 1 to win it all. If anything, Darren, shouldn't they be more heavily favored once we get into the playoffs because of the pitching set? I mean, who is more deadly than the Brewers when we're talking about Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta with Devin Williams and Josh Hader waiting for you at the back end the Brewers yeah the division price is correct the World Series price is not so I'm not with the division price but I don't think that discludes us from getting paid on the brew crew
8: so let's take a look at one one division that I think everybody is is going to have an eye on, and of course that's that's the AL East, and we have a t- you know three different teams, four different teams that are you know legitimate contenders here. I think the Red Sox have a ch- certainly have a chance to, to to make some noise as well. How do you see this all playing out, and are you buying into the Blue Jays hype now that they are no longer you know the baby Jays? They are you know everybody's got experience now. Everybody's been there. Everybody's done that. So it's time to kind of show up.
4: Well, I think this is one of the times that, you know, I'm showing my own hand. Like, you don't always need to bet everything. This division, I think we just might want to wait and see, or if anything, maybe bet on the team that gets off to the slowest start. These odds are really hard to lock up. I mean, and it's not, yeah, wearing a Yankee jersey, my blood and my son's nursery are both (laughs) pinstriped. But that doesn't make them worth the plus 200. If anything... I'd probably be leaning the most on the Rays because I'm just into pitching. I like the way they use the matchups. The TROP is a death for opposing offenses, and really the Yankees and Toronto's success is predicated on having to hit. So, if I had to pick somebody to be the Rays, but I'd really just leave this one alone. Let those teams kind of self emulate. Let them beat each other up. And I'd be looking for the stronger values on the board. I mean, I gave you a straw at 25 to 1. If you love a 25 to 1, why bother at a 3 to 1 that you're kind of iffy on?
5: You are wearing pinstripes, John. I can only I assume that you are a Yankees fan. Is that true?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, not just my blood. My son's nursery is pinstripe. We are dyed in the wool Yankee fans,
5: I love yes. it. All right. How do you feel about the Yankees? You know, people talk about how the Mets and you know, poor Jacob DeGrom and the Mets—they've lost more games to injury than any team in Major League Baseball over the last five years. But for your New York Yankees, yeah, you—you said you—you said that you want to see how this division plays out. But what is your what is your what is your attitude about this team? Sort of in that in that same way as you just described the Brewers. Maybe a division play is not in the offing. But what if they get into the postseason?
4: I, I mean, I'm sorry to all my fellow pinstripers, Bronx Bombers, and the Highlanders out there, but I just don't think this Yankee team is built to win it all. They're top-heavy with Cole, and after that, it's really very iffy. The bullpen has been good. But when your centerpiece in Rollis Chapman has been as erratic as he's been in the past year, and the Yankees have shown they're gonna to go to him over and over again, I think the offense is very good, right? The Yankee offense is good. I don't think I I don't think I'm really innovating much there. But that on its own is not gonna do it. The Blue Jays are improving both in starters and the bullpen. The same for Boston. Boston showed us last year that though they might not have a starting rotation that kind of inspires awe on paper. The creative use of these high-impact pitchers, Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock, they're showing you that you can get it done, mixing and matching. I'm a little worried about the Yankees. I just don't think they should be favored. I think they should be at least behind the Rays. So I love them, and I'll be rooting for them, but I really wouldn't be shocked if they missed the playoffs. I can't believe I just said
5: wow. that. Wow. All right. We won't go let this tape yeah. out to anybody, John. None of your friends. Uh. <laughs> La- Last thing, we got 20 seconds here. Give me your AL MVP and your NL MVP.
4: Oh, man. And MVP. I'm going to go Polar Bear Pete Alonzo. I think I'm buying the disciplinary gains. American League, man, that is so tough. I'm just going to go with the chalk. Give me Otani. He's there two great go. players at once.
5: There you go. Two great players at once. John, Who yes. enjoyed it tremendously. Thank you so much for making the time.
4: Thank
5: you. John Legace. everybody, from The Athletic. Again, you can follow him on Twitter uh, at the very creative Twitter handle of, and I want to get this right, at MLBmovingAVG as an average. Coming back the Masters. All of our bets next VEASAN's Primetime Action.